the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. Careful if you're on the roads. A little rainy. A couple of thunder showers, maybe more the rest of the afternoon and tonight. 90 or so was the expected high, but we only got into the low 80s, 70 to low night. Tomorrow, kind of cloudy, a little sun, maybe another sh- uh, thunder shower or two, and a high of 88. Looking forward to a, a couple of very special guests joining us this hour. We'll tell you about that in a second. First, just a reminder, now that we're into July, we have a new Ministry of the Month. This time around, Love Worth Finding with Adrian Rogers. You can catch that program weekday mornings at 6, several other times on the weekend as well. For starters, everyone, welcome to a free instant download of the booklet, This Character Count. If you know anything about Adrian Rogers and his preaching, it's straight and to the point. And there's something very refreshing about it. Does Character Count fits that description. You can grab that free. Anyone's welcome to do that at WFIL.com. In addition, every weekday we're giving away the book Adrianisms, The Collected Wit and Wisdom of Adrian Rogers. Just because he was straightforward and preached the Word of God very uh, directly does not mean he had no other dimensions to him. He complimented, did not overshadow, but complimented the gospel message with that wit and wisdom that God uh, impressed on him and gave to him. And so we're giving away that book every weekday, Adrianisms. And there's a big grand prize you could win featuring the book Discover Jesus, the card set Profound Truth Simply Stated, a long-running mantra of uh, the uh, Ministry of Love Worth Finding, and the Love Worth Finding Masterpiece Collection, USB. You can get entered for all of that and get that free download I mentioned of the booklet Does Character Count at WFIL.com. As far as today's program goes, we're going to have a couple of guests. First up, John Butterworth. You'll know that name if you've been in this area for any length of time. John has been doing traffic and, and on the radio for 40 years now. Today is the 40-year anniversary of his very first broadcast. So we want to bring John on. I've known John for many years, including time on our sister station, 990 AM. At the time, it was a Christian music station and partially Christian teaching and talk station as well, like WFIL is, right, is now. And John used to do traffic and and I was a great uh, buddy on that program. Had some fun stuff to share and a, a lot of wit and wisdom. And so John, we did that for about seven years, mid-90s to uh, 2004 or so. He continues on 990, even though the station has now changed formats to conservative news talk. He currently does traffic with Chris DeGaulle on the Philadelphia's Morning Answer program. It's uh, now known as Philadelphia's AM 990. 
the answer. So check out John still chugging along, but he'll be coming up in a couple of moments. Also going to be joined by Rasul Berry. He's a teaching pastor at the Bridge Church in Brooklyn, New, uh, New York, and he has a pretty cool podcast called Where Are You From? So we'll bring him in as well. It's all part of the Tim DeMoss Show today on AM560, WFIL.com and on the app. Thanks for hanging out today. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL. We are now joined by the world famous John Butterworth. John E.B. I'm not world famous. Well, Philadelphia famous. That's pretty big. I did get recognized in O'Hare Airport once. By who? Uh... One of my co-workers' sister was coming through the airport the same time I was, and she shouted across, hello! That's funny. Well, it is. a little birdie told me, 40 years today in Philadelphia traffic and radio. Amazing! That was my first broadcast was 40 years ago with traffic, and I was still talking about horse and carriage. <laughs> I had the rim shot right here. Let me just dig it up. Give me one second. Well, okay. Yeah. So, 40 years. Remind me, because we did have you on once before. We had a fun show with you for a whole show, but I'd have to go back and listen to it to get the answer, so I'm not going to do all that work. Instead, I'm going to ask you directly, what what got you going on this path of doing traffic in the first place, and you've laid all these reports on the greater Philadelphia area for years now? What got you started? What made you interested in the first place? It started at a rotary meeting with my father and Walt McDonald. And my father said to Walt, hey, my kid's a communications major. Would you like, you know, to, to, to meet him? And uh, Walt agreed. And I did a, a story on him on a television show when I was in college. And my, my ulterior motive was to get a ride in a helicopter, which I did. <laughs> and then yeah. a, a couple of months later, I took the tape back to him, and he liked it. And about two weeks later, he called me up and said, you want a job? I said, yeah. He said, here, here's the keys to the car. Drive up and down the freeway and tell me what's going on. Okay, so fine. I, my, that was the beginning of my career, but I wasn't on the radio yet. And then uh, on this date, 40 years ago, they asked me to do short traffic on a Sunday night. And it was the same day that my niece was christened, and uh, I was her godfather. So I had to come back from Bethlehem early to do traffic. Wow. Do you happen to have audio of that? Uh, they didn't have audio back then. You, you, you carved it in stone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have a, 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 what do they call it? A, yeah, a, a transcript. A transcript of it. So, by the way, I found the the rim shot. Here you go. From your joke. Hey, hey, oh, by the way, yeah. Make sure you tip your waitress real all week. Yeah. Remember, he who laughs last thinks slowest. Uh, I don't know what that was. <laughs> that's a that's a pun of sorts. We have a pun segment on Fridays. You would appreciate at the end of the week. Okay. But for those just tuning in. John Butterworth, who has done radio and traffic for 40 years now, today is the anniversary. Uh, John and I worked yep. together for seven or eight years in the 90s and 2000s when WFL Sister Station was a Christian music station. Don, we did a morning show together. John did traffic and all kinds of fun bits on that program. Janami, we, we learned what TGIF stood for. On your sneakers, toes go in first. Toes go in first. That's right, to help you in case you were wondering. And <laughs> many other, we also shared 9 11 together. 
That was an in- very did. interesting day. Very scary day. Yeah. You called me on the hotline. John, I think we did four reports an hour, if I'm not mistaken. I'm trying to think. It was at least, I know it was two. I think we did four. I think we did, or three. You called me right before four. the show was over on the hotline. Yep. You said, turn on your TV. And uh, yep. what do you remember about that day uh, and your, your reports and how you handled them? I remember when the second plane hit, I was on the air live. Because up until that point, the information I had was an airplane hit the World Trade Center. And I've flown in New York in a helicopter doing traffic. And that area doesn't have commercial air traffic in it. In fact, it's what's called uh, Class G airspace, which is, well, now it's changed. But it meant that anybody could fly through there uncontrolled. So it was free airspace. And I just assumed it was a small aircraft that was off course that hit the building. But when that second jet airliner went in, I, I, I just said, we're, we're under attack. Hmm. And I mean, I just, uh, I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Yeah. And yeah. then on top of all that, I was scheduled to fly that day at 10 o'clock. And my daughter was in high school at the time, whom you know very well. Yes. And, and, and she was freaking out because my dad's in an airplane right now, and there were rumors going around they were shooting aircraft out of the sky. Hmm. And you and I was never so so grateful to be with my family later that day. I mean, it just wow. Yeah, you are part of, and you know, I remember now. But uh, you had your on air time in the morning for WZZD at the time, now WNTP. And you still do traffic for our sister station, ironically, all these years later with Krista Gall. Uh, now, for folks, if they tune in between 6 and 9, you'll hear John's voice there every weekday morning. Uh, but part of uh, the, your day has to do with uh, flying. What, what, what was the rest of your day like after you were in studio? Up in the copter each day for an hour, a couple hours? Or how'd that work? I would, I would leave the studio, go up to Northeast Airport, have my lunch, <laughs> right, and then go fly around in an airplane for two hours, and do additional reports for other stations or whatever, whoever needed them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't fly anymore. Too much work. Well, the airplane landed on the Jersey Turnpike, and as they're bringing it off the turnpike, they ripped the wings off of it, and that sort of ended the need for the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> what's a, what's a fun a fun memory for you know you've seen all kinds of jackknife water buffaloes I'm sure can you remember one or two that uh stood out thousands of pizzas all over you know the school cool or something or uh, I distinctly remember the first time I broadcast all across the country and that was during the Phillies World Series oh I think it was 1980 yeah the yes. the champion when they won yes 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 and uh, there was a World Series game scheduled, I think, for the afternoon. And I was going to take a, a, get the car wash. And I heard this enormous explosion. And I saw this huge plume of black smoke. And there were two tankers that collided on 95 at Broad Street and caught on fire. Whoa. And when I got there, there was a wall of fire cascading off of Interstate 95 into South Philadelphia. And I was uh, nationwide on CBS News. That's pretty well. It's cool for you, but it's cool that they crashed. But yeah, well, and and for everyday lingo on a fun side of things, I remember asking you back because you hear people say they they hear traffic person, including yourself, say gaper delay, like gaper. What is a gaper delay? And then or police activity on the side, like they're playing pinochle or game of canasta. <laughs> well, 
police activity on the side is like sort of secret code for we know what they're doing, but we don't want to tell you because yes. just go look. <laughs> <laughs> and usually because it could be serious, right? Yes. Okay. So, right. And then the gaper daily simply, you know. Because everybody's staring at something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, happy 40 years, John. There's, there's, a, there's a podcast of our original broadcast, which is February 6, 2019. If folks go to our homepage, wow. they can scroll back. That whole week, all our guests were named John. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah. And you, after 40 years, it's good to remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because the memory is the second thing to go. That's correct. <laughs> What's the first? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I learned that from you many years ago, and I've used it many times since. And people, it never gets old. No, and people fall into it all the time. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> well, may, may the rest of your 40th uh, anniversary day be a wonderful day. It's been great having you uh, as a friend all these years. And uh, we've, we've enjoyed meals at China Garden together, where we had a listener party back in February, actually. And we hope to do again. You've helped me install my dishwasher upside down. <laughs> and uh, I've DJed your daughter's wedding, among other things. So we've had a long history together and, and certainly thousands of hours of radio So over many years. So and, that's been a pleasure, and we're glad that people can and still... And the introduction yeah. of, of family at the wedding was also courtesy of you because you recruited uh, Larry Anderson to do the introduction because my son-in-law is a huge Phillies fan. That's right. L.A. was kind enough to... To record the wedding party, batting leadoff, batting second, and all that. That was fun. That was and fun. I, I still remember him standing behind me and hearing that and giggling like a schoolgirl. <laughs> he was so excited about it. <laughs> That's great. Well, we're honored to know you, John. We, we do this. Uh, when I came here two years ago, after being away for quite some time, when I met with Lorenzo, our general manager, one of the things we talked about including doing this show, is how do we make WFIL really more and more Philadelphia's Christian radio, not just we say we're Philadelphia, but, you know, how do we do it? And with this program that we do each afternoon, one thing I have had in mind as much as possible is to incorporate folks from the tri-state area who have a history here. And certainly your name is very well known and all the, the services you provided with the reports uh, over your lifetime have been nothing short of remarkable. So we're glad to keep that going again for folks who want to keep listening. John's on Philadelphia's AM 990, the answer with Chris DeGaul each weekday morning, six till nine. So the, uh, the legend has not retired yet. More reports to come. <laughs> I, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> I just hope it's not a train. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Got it. Yes. <laughs> All right, my friend. Greetings to your lovely bride and family, and we'll do it again sometime. Thanks, Tim. All right, John Butterworth, our guest, longtime Philadelphia traffic and radio maven guru, 40 years today in the Philadelphia market. Glad to have him on board. Quick break. We'll come back in a moment with Pastor Rasul Berry from the Bridge Church in Brooklyn, New York, also host of a pretty cool podcast called Where Are You From? That's up next on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL, it's the Tim DeMoss Show. 
And I never introduced a pastor this way before, but it's Pastor Rasul Barry. <laughs> How are you, man? Oh, man, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How about you? Good. You know, uh, Pastor Rasul Barry is a teaching pastor at the Bridge Church in Brooklyn. Am I correct? That's correct. Okay. And a local, I mean, that's not too far off, but you're a local guy, too. I understand you went to uh, UPenn. Yep, and uh, Gerard College uh, for high school. Um, grew up in Germantown, so yeah, absolutely. Oh wow, very! Uh, I had not realized the roots went that deep. That's pretty cool. Well, one of the things I noticed about uh, that caught my attention, you know, we have a lot of different interview opportunities that come our way, and one of them is the podcast that you're doing, the Where Are You From podcast. So maybe we can get into that a little bit. But before that, just to take a moment or two, share a little bit of your background. You're you're growing up in the area, and your testimony too, as far as uh, how God got a hold yep. of you. Absolutely, yeah. So, uh, like I said, born and raised uh, in Germantown, and um, actually my parents, uh, my father was murdered when I was six. Um, wow. Yeah, uh, and so I grew up in a single-parent home, my older brother and I, and really didn't have much of a spiritual foundation after the first few years. So my high school year, uh, senior year at Gerard, um, I was there. And God got my attention through what he normally gets a <laughs> 17-year-old boy's attention through girls. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, I uh, found myself in a situation where, um, you know, I was trying to be a player and got caught. And I realized, well, through the person, she said to me something I'll never forget. She said, you're no better than other guys. In fact, you're worse because you think you're better than them. Hmm. And uh, that was what God used to show me that the sense of, oh, I'm a good person, uh, was like good compared to what and to who and in comparison to what. And so um, I ended up confessing to the other girl, and she said, I forgive you. And I said, why? And she said, well, Jesus has forgiven me for everything I've done, so I don't feel like I can hold this against you. And I was blown away by that answer. I didn't have any concept of understanding how that was possible until... I just was like, uh, tell me more. And uh, so I started going to church and hearing the gospel preached and really recognizing that that sense of forgiveness, that sense of direction and, and, and intimacy with God, that that was possible through him. And so been uh, running ever since. That was right when I went to Penn. And so really kind of grew my faith in the context of campus ministry and college. And so that's why reaching out and connecting with uh, young adults is something that I, is still a passion for me today. Wow. Chat with Pastor Rasul Barry. He's a teaching pastor at the Bridge Church in Brooklyn. Also has a podcast called Where Are You From? He is from this area. Were you, tech, were you born in, in the greater Philadelphia area or, or just went oh, to school? Yeah. Yeah. No, more born in Philly. Absolutely. Okay. No place I'd rather be born. The greatest city on earth, as far as I'm concerned. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Let's shift over for a second into the podcast, Where Are You From? What caught my eye when I read about it was really kind of the idea of you having a diverse group of people you're interviewing and putting yourself in their shoes a bit and trying to hear, you know, where they're coming from and appreciating that piece of a, of a conversation and a relationship. Tell, tell us about the podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it actually, um, we started working with our daily bread ministry to our partner with to do the podcast. Um, we did a, uh, last year, uh, we actually did a international documentary series called In Pursuit of Jesus, where I went to five different countries and talked to people about Jesus and why would, how, you know, what are the things that keep, that are in common that call someone from Singapore or from South Africa or Sweden 
to all see Jesus as someone valuable to follow. And that project finished, and then we started to really explore, like, man, this this conversation of seeing people's backstory and connecting that to their faith is a really interesting approach. And so we decided to keep that going with the podcast, Where You're From. And the name came out of, we didn't have a name for it when we started, but the first question I would ask people when I spoke with them was, where you're from? And, uh, and, and the idea was to look at people who have had significant strides in ministry and, or in, in their lives and see what was it about the way they grew up or what formed them that kind of made that a burden and a passion for them. So you don't just get to talk about the cool things that they've done, significant things, but you get to hear how they ended up there. We actually talked to three people in Philly as part of that process. None of them were born there, but I have significant ministry in the area um, just through relationships. And it's just a fascinating ride, especially in today's world where there's so much division and unrest right now in our society because we have forgotten or haven't learned how to talk to people who come from different perspectives and different backgrounds. So my hope is that this podcast in each episode, by just hearing the formational stories of people um, who do speak into a lot of those different social issues, it'll help us to actually understand how we can enter into their story and how, you know, we can, as a result of that, learn to see the world differently. Pastor Rasul Berry is our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Uh, Where are you from? Podcast, we're talking about that. And so so is, is there a criteria typically of who you like to interview? You mentioned kind of uh, ministry leaders or people who have, you know, been used by God in some way, or is there is it open to even beyond that? Yeah, it's pretty open. I mean, the the focus for me uh, is like these are <laughs> the criteria were people who I have been shaped by, and you know these are the voices that I found just so important, and that oftentimes people don't know about. And I just find them to be some very sharp, intelligent, dynamic people hmm. who find themselves at this intersection of faith and culture in a very interesting way. And so this we, we did these interviews before any of the unrest happened over the last few months. Yeah. But a lot of the topics are related to just that intersection of faith and culture. And so, you know, I talked to in there like Pastor Eric Mason at Epiphany Fellowship, which is a large dynamic uh, church that's in North Philly. I talked to a professor, uh, Carolyn Custis James, uh, who teaches at Missio Seminary in downtown. Sure. Spoke with, uh, you know, just a uh, musician, a rapper, Brady Goodwin, uh, from a group called the Cross Movement, uh, who, you know, uh, yeah. I love so Cross all Movement. Those folks, exactly. So we just kind of connected with people who engage with culture in those different ways. So from music to mental health to uh, church and ministry, all of those things are fair game uh, to hear from and, and to learn from. Okay. And, and is there a pattern as far as how often you try to get the podcast, uh, weekly or monthly or <clears throat> whenever you can? Yeah. Yeah, so this has been our first season, and when we did it, it was kind of like a trial run to see how much people would actually be interested in it, and the the response has really been strong and encouraging, and so uh, we have decided to re-up for a second season and uh, continue it on. We started releasing episodes in April and have released one basically a week, so uh, we're at nine now. Today, it might be the 10th. Yeah, all of the first season is now out. And what's the best place for folks to, to locate it? 
Yeah, wherever they listen to podcasts. So you could go to the podcast app and you know, Apple or the Google Play Store or Spotify, or you can just go to our website, uh, whereyou'refrom.net. That's where, Y-A, because, you know, I'm from Philly, so where you're from, yep. .net, <laughs> and, uh, yes. and get it there that way, too. Rasul Berry is our guest, teaching pastor at the Bridge Church in Brooklyn, New York, also host of the Where You From podcast. We'll keep our conversation going in just a moment with the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show forecast. A lot of clouds and rain, temperature cooler than we thought, around 80 uh, keep an eye out for the showers and thunder showers throughout the afternoon and evening. Tomorrow, more of the same, kind of cloudy, maybe a little sun, a couple showers and thunder showers possible. Tomorrow's high, 88. Our conversation today, Pastor Rasul Berry, he's teaching pastor at the Bridge Church in Brooklyn, New York, also host of the Where Are You From podcast. Uh, now you mentioned it earlier in the conversation. I think the word crew uh, slipped out of your mouth yeah. there a second. So we, yeah. we air uh, one of the programs we have on our station is Family Life. Uh, yep. Which is a crew ministry, uh, you know, ministry of crew. I think it's part of that, or they're connected. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But uh, so, just share, share about that and your passion for reaching, I guess, folks in their twenties, thirties. Not that you don't care about everybody else, but the youth side. Yeah, of absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting because um, I've been on staff with crew now. This will be my twentieth year in August. The crew, uh, formerly known as Campus Crusade for Christ, most people know it through the campus ministry, which is how I got involved when I was at Penn, yeah. um, but have since uh, branched out into, you know, you mentioned family, uh, there's Josh McDowell Ministries, there's military, uh, and specifically, the ministry I work now with crew is um, called the Embark Network, Embark, and it focuses on uh, millennials and Gen Z in cities. And so that's, I'm in New York City serving in that capacity um, in this unique partnership with our church. So I, my, my expression or my role as a teaching pastor at Bridge is part of my responsibility as a crew staff member. And uh, But I love family life. In fact, the current president of family life, uh, David Robbins, was my first director in New York City uh, when I moved here five years ago. So uh, now he, he moved on and is now leading a family life. So uh, shout out to them. And I know he's, uh, I know they're in great hands um, because, you know, he's a great guy. I get emails from David Robbins every week from family life and uh, I'm on their list. So I, uh, the name is familiar and so are the, the host of the program relatively new, uh, David Ann Wilson co-hosting with Bob Lapine. So uh, that's a neat tie-in. Folks just listening in, Pastor Rasul Berry is our guest. He's teaching pastor at the Bridge Church in Brooklyn, also has a podcast called Where Are You From? And uh, it, it resonated with me. It sounds like you were saying there that some of the guests, or maybe all of them thus far on the podcast season one, have been people who had some kind of influence on your life and some, or something that you, you, know, you found yep. interesting personally, right? Yeah, this was my wish list of who are people I could talk to who I think are fascinating people that other folks have to know because they're just dynamic, they're thoughtful, they're creative. And, and, and so this was my wish list of being in the same room with people and having some really important and significant conversations. Okay. And are these people that you actually have had some kind of contact with, even incidental over the years, or is it just somebody from afar or a combination of both? Yeah. Season one, I knew all of uh, the folks 
ahead of time and has interacted with them and engaged with them uh, okay. and to some degree or other over the span of the years I've been in ministry. Yeah. I, just on a side note, I found it interesting because the program I've been doing here for a couple, the past couple of years, I've been in radio for a lot of years, but um, and done lots of interviews. But the last two years has been primarily an interview-based show. I used to do music radio, and it would have like John Wells from Cross Movement on while we play Cross Movement music. Right, but 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 these are people that you find, and what I what I liked about what what I read about you and the podcast you're doing in your heart is is what you just said. You want to basically you know be the conduit and say, here's somebody that I want everyone else to know because you're going to benefit from knowing them. Not I'm doing a podcast because I want my podcast to go up, so to yeah. speak. Right, <laughs> big difference. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it is. Um, I. Yeah, these are folks that um, I. This is I really feel like is a service, especially to people who are new to this conversation. These, you know, because a lot of times if you grow up depending on what church you may be from, whatever, you know, issues of social unrest, gender, uh, ethnicity, race, history, music, hip hop. These aren't necessarily things that were part of the package of what you kind of how you knew to think about these things in a Christianly way. And so I wanted to be uh, a service also to people that, that are maybe new to that conversation. So like, here's a one-on-one level or two, you know, introductory uh, level conversation that could kind of help you to understand what some of the issues are, but from the context of someone's story, not just like some facts or an article or something, um, those things can be valuable. But I think initially we're, we're people of story, like as, as believers, as human beings, and, and and so when we are able to walk into and enter into someone's story, and especially it illuminates, you know, scripture, it illuminates truth, it just shines it so much brighter. And and that's been the reaction and, and, and the feedback that we've gotten so far um, that has really been encouraging. I wanted to ask yeah. you, along those lines, I wanted to ask you, what are you hearing or seeing firsthand, both on the podcast, but also day-to-day life and on Whatever issues there are, are in the foreground, there, obviously there are several that are popping up, up a lot these days. But just uh, kind of yeah. free, free form your thoughts on on sure. these things, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we talk about pandemics and protests are the dynamic of the, the headline of 2020 so far. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, we started, you know, in February, and obviously living in New York City, I mean. Uh, we saw firsthand. I mean, I'm actually about to meet with a young lady at our church who lost five family members to COVID. Five. And she's in her 20s. She's a young, you know, young lady. And so it was devastating to see this disease and and it changed everything. Um, So that was a key part of the conversation. And then starting, you know, with the um, non-judicial shootings or killings, of, of black people from Ahmad Arbery in February to uh, Breonna Taylor in March to uh, George Floyd in May, that that conversation about policing, about uh, violence, racialized violence, and how do we as a church respond to these? I mean, I, I don't know if people realize it. This is, we're in the midst of a movement. I, I saw an article last week. They're predicting that the protest movements we've seen over the last couple of months are the largest amount of people that have gathered to protest in our nation's history. So now we're talking about something that's eclipsed even the civil rights movement in terms of this uh, particular momentum uh, over the last few months. And, um, and, and then, of course, from a pandemic standpoint, we're talking about the most deadly pandemic right now that's infected our, our, our nation 
And so these are things that um, are, the, are especially, uh, you know, among our congregation and our, our key conversations that I think are so important uh, for the church to be able to think about. What does it mean to have a conversation about race and, 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 and history from a Christian standpoint? Um, that's something that in the uh, podcast episodes, uh, a gentleman named Daniel Hill did a great job. He, he wrote a book called White Awake that talked about his own journey of discovery uh, coming from a, being a suburban white guy from Chicago um, to into understanding this aspect of, you know, race and things. And so, and now he's like a, a, a key um, speaker and communicator about these things. And so those are the key moments that I think that we're in right now that what we can't afford to do is stay on the sidelines and just go, oh, well, that's not really, you know, an issue. That's not my issue because it's not concerning me. But to realize that these are these are historic times that we're in, and I think our children, our grandchildren, will look back one day and be like, "Well, what did you do during that time, or how did that impact you?" And so yeah. we're wanting people to equip them as much as possible to be able to give an answer for this uh, for the hope that is within us. Pastor Rasul Barry is our guest. He's teaching pastor at the Bridge Church in Brooklyn uh, on the Tim DeMoss Show today on WFIL. Uh, he also has a podcast, Where Are You From? You can look that up wherever you get your podcast. You mentioned a couple things there that made me think in two different directions, so I'll take one fork and then maybe come back and go the other direction. What do you think that Christians, ideally, would be how they're approaching this time? Because it is easy to get down a path of talking about whether I have to wear a mask or not or whether Black Lives Matter or not, like the, the the naming of it, or should all lives matter? A lot of conversation. Maybe that's okay to have a little bit. But what do you think the challenge really is for Christians to not miss the ministry opportunities as, as an example right now that the world's hungry for something higher than themselves? Maybe they don't even know it. But to, to mm-hmm. be remi- what do we need to be reminded of so that we don't really get caught up just in the the swell of conversation that tends to be about the same few things sometimes? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And today I was actually meditating on uh, Jesus's inaugural sermon in Luke uh, chapter four, verse eighteen. It says, "The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor." And so when Jesus first announces himself in, in the temple, he says, this Isaiah 61 passage, this is my calling card. This is my, this is my mission statement. And what we see in that mission statement is something that both combines proclamation of good news. He says that the Spirit of the Lord is anointed to proclaim good news. But look at who to do, to the poor, uh, liberty to the captive, recovering of sight to the blind, liberty to those who are oppressed. And that combination of proclamation and demonstration are all part of the gospel uh, that he preached and that he demonstrated throughout his life. That's why he went through the towns and villages healing the sick as well as proclaiming the kingdom. So I think the first thing is theologically we need to keep those things in, in, uh, together and not separate them as oftentimes has tended to happen in the church. We have you know, what oftentimes considered the liberal church, and they just focus on uh, the, the demonstration, and then oftentimes the conservative church will only focus on proclamation, right? As long as we tell people good news, and that's enough, or as long as we demonstrate good news, you know, um, preach the gospel, use words if necessary, then that's fine. And it's like, no, Jesus actually did both. 
So we have to do both. And so I think when that's the starting point, then it makes me look into these scenarios differently because instead of looking at each situation, like how will I be benefited? How will my church be benefited? I look at it from the question of how is what I'm doing benefiting the city? In Jeremiah 29, 7, uh, he said, look, go build houses, eat produce, uh, marry off your children, seek the welfare of the city, because in its welfare you will find yours. And that word welfare is uh, shalom, seek the peace and prosperity of the city, because in its prosperity and peace you will have find that as well. Hmm. That's our calling as believers, to, to be able to proclaim and demonstrate that shalom. And I think when we think about it from an outward standpoint, then it's like, so from our church, we're not just thinking about when can we open back up again so we can feel good about having being in physical churches. Like, what can we do to bless those who have been struggling throughout this pandemic? We did something called the Be the Bridge Financial Assistance Fund, fund and we actually created an application, and people, we've distributed over $26,000 to those who are in need, both churches individuals and even businesses um and it was outward facing and uh and so that's kind of this type of thinking that i think will be helpful and it's the same thing on the racial front is you know okay what does it look like for me to recognize that people are hurting and instead of you know maybe being so concerned about what they might be saying actually ask them what are you saying when you say black lives matter are you saying black lives are the only lives that matter are you saying that are you connected with this organization that I have some questions about? What do you mean when you say it? And I think having asking those questions as opposed to just giving answers to people that we haven't talked to are key starting points for us being figuring out how do we actually be for the good of the city. Love it. Rasul Berry is our guest, teaching pastor at the Bridge Church in Brooklyn, New York, also host of the Where Are You From podcast. Take a quick break, wrap up our chat in just a couple moments here. It's the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in. Our guest, Pastor Rasul Berry from the Bridge Church in Brooklyn, New York, also host of the Where You From podcast. I do some driving for Lyft here or there and find it to be fascinating. Uh, all kinds of conversations with all kinds of people from all walks of life. And I do a lot of listening, ask some questions, and kind of no matter where the person stands on masks or Black Lives Matter or different topics, uh, I try to say to them, because I believe it to be true and, and try to practice it in my own life, is just to try to love the person in front of me as best as I can. You know, the conversations matter. You can learn and all that. But I also, what I do know, what I have in my control, much more than perhaps how entire narratives are going in our culture, is the ability to love the person in front of me. So in a ride, I'm hoping to give them a good ride and get them where they need to safely and and provide a, a pleasant conversation perhaps uh, in everyday life. The encouragement being whether it's, you know, again, for a passenger or for people in everyday life to know that your life matters and and loving the person in front of you, whoever that is, whatever background they have, color they are, whatever it might be, that God's call to us is to love the person in front of us. And, then, and that could be considered a, a big success that you don't have to alter the entire national landscape. God's in charge of everything. Let's do what we can right where we are, you know, with what we have with the person in front of us. 
Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that, and that's so great that you do lift because, and, you know, I know from driving around all the, excuse me, the country a lot that time in a car when you're traveling with someone, those are some great opportunities to get to know people and to actually ask them, so where are you from? And, (laughs) you know, tell me about your life. And so that is a, uh, that really is the core to the podcast is inviting people to tell their story because um, invite, listening to someone's story is an act of love. Amen. Well, folks want to look it up again, wherever you get your podcast, where are you from? It's called. And uh, just one other thing for you, Rasul. Well, uh, the only other Rasul I know on a side note is Rasul Douglas of the Eagles, a cornerback <laughs> yes. who spells his name differently. Yeah. He has it with a U, you yes. have two O's and yeah. your, your name means messenger, right? So that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Yeah, it does. My mom decided to get a little creative and spell it, you know. So Rasul Douglas is, I'm an Eagles fan, too, so I was, you know, so you very know. familiar with him. And he's a that local guy, like too, great, from Jersey. Exactly. So. That was a great thing to actually have, because I've, I've only met, like, two people with my name, so um, <laughs> it's always special. So then for one of them to be an Eagle, that was just great. But, uh, yeah, so my mom decided to spell it with two O's. But, yeah, it means messenger or prophet in Arabic. And uh, and I do feel like that word ended up being prophetic uh, for my life. Yeah. And, and you, you mentioned family a, a while back, just as part of our conversation. Yeah. I, I understand you're married, have a daughter. What is, yep. what have conversations been in the house? You know, it's in, I know in our own home, we have uh, five children and we've had different yep. conversations and different opinions from the kids who are 22 down to 10. Uh, what about what's it been like in your family in terms of, uh, you know, matters that are going on in the culture right now? Yeah, it's been, well, one, uh, my daughter, you know, she's in uh, college right now. And so uh, prior to COVID, uh, we weren't really seeing each other a lot because, you know, she had her life and was busy and we had ours. But um, that season, this season, because, I mean, we're still mostly sheltering in place. I mean, we're not traveling around a whole lot. Um, You know, it's given us more time to actually talk. I feel like We've talked more in the last six months than we did probably in the previous year and a half. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. So that's been, uh, that's been special. Um, but specifically as it's, it's related to uh, this, um, and I think the fact that uh, a lot of the civil unrest stuff happened during COVID um, kind of intensified things for people because we all experienced that stress differently. And so, and, you know, and then there's generational differences. So, the younger generations tend to be a, a bit more fiery and, and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, radical in their perspectives and whatnot. And and so I think it, it gave us opportunity to, to, to listen to each other and more, I, you know, I kind of at this age do more just listening to her and kind of, you know, occasionally sharing some insights and perspective. But, um, but yeah, I mean, she's very uh, aware of the, the news and, and protests and, 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 and when different things happen, um, and it's given us a good opportunity as a family uh, to kind of talk about it. Uh, we organized a, uh, a, a citywide prayerful protest uh, last month. Uh, we had over 100 evangelical churches, 5,000 people showed up, and it was just such a powerful moment of, of, of a peaceful, uh, prayerful way to enter into this moment of thinking about, like you said, every person that I touch that, that, that God has made, they matter. And um, so when people are not feeling that way, um, it's, it's important and valuable for the people of God to show up into those spaces and to, um, and to tell them, yeah, you matter, you know, um, and you matter to the church. 
And, um, and so, and we recognize that something is broken that needs to be healed and fixed. And so, uh, those are all conversations that, that have been helpful for us to have. And, and I think it really starts at home, right? Like we, we don't agree on everything, but, um, if I can't listen to and appreciate differences that are happening in my own family, how can I do that outside when I walk outside the door? So I think this time period has really stretched us because it's hard. You know, we all got our, especially when we don't, we don't have the same ability to get away from each other like we normally do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's been a good process to kind of have to work out some of that uh, ways of loving each other in spite of our differences right here at home first. Those are good words, and it's true. Loving your and and working within your own home first and foremost. So we've had that. We've had that too, and we've had some agreement, a lot of agreement in our home, but also some disagreement, and and that's been good. You know, it's it's a, it's real life. You don't want just your kids to say yes, Dad. You know, just to you know make you happy, uh, right? <laughs> right. You want them to have their own minds and grow them and train them in God's ways. And so, um, on a lighter note, by the way, I, my son took me to our oldest son uh, for Christmas. He bought tickets for me to uh, two of us to go to see the Giants and the Eagles up in New York or Jersey, I guess technically. It was the last right. game of the season. I think it was like a horrible day. It was pouring rain and all that. But uh, uh, you're from Philly, but live in New York. Are you? you know, where is your true allegiance lie? There is a correct oh. answer to this, by the way. Oh, there, there is no question. <laughs> I, I bleed green all day. When uh, I went to the parade, you know, after we got this, I got a Philly special sweatshirt. Uh, you know, when we won the Super Bowl, shocked the world against the hated New England Patriots. I was in the number walking down Broad Street. So it's, wow. it's, no, it's not even a hesitation with me. I'm Phillies, Eagles, Sixers, Flyers all day. All right. We'll have to have you on again sometime. <laughs> Did I pass the test? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. We turn, yeah. If we turn to New York radio next, and we hear you saying, I'm Giants and Knicks. And no. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even get it. I couldn't even form my word. Form the words. I couldn't form the words. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, it's it's great to make your acquaintance, and uh, I, I love the way you're thinking about this. And I'm glad we can let people know about the podcast too, and and hopefully be a, a challenge and encouragement to them to keep stretching, keep learning, and growing. So uh, keep up the good work with that. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me on. Sure thing. That is Rasul Berry, teaching pastor at the Bridge Church in Brooklyn, New York. Also host of the podcast, Where Are You From? Speaking of podcasts, the podcast of today's program will be on our homepage in the next half hour, 45 minutes. Help yourself to it and any of the previous ones at WFIL.com. Have a great night. Looking forward to doing it again tomorrow right here on WFIL. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.